The Doomer Bloomer Podcast is a community for the resurrection of good ideas. We profile the hero's journey in weekly episodes and teach people about the 10 pillars framework for success in life, business, and relationships. Our mission is to find and help all Doomer Bloomers with mental health issues, poverty mindset, lack of resources, and those left behind in this world. Tune in weekly with Will S. and occasionally John Wynn as we have deep conversations with guests about the hero's journey, clown world order, and the resurrection of good ideas. To help support our community, go to www.thedoomerbloomerpodcast.com support to become a member today. And remember, we are the cure for COVID-19. You pressed the record button already. All right. Uh, welcome back to the Doomer Bloomer podcast with Will S. Uh, we're talking about the hero's journey on our weekly episodes, uh, the Talented Pillars framework for life, business, and relationships, health, wealth, wisdom are those main pillars. Uh, today on the podcast, I have Sam Harris. Uh, where are you tuning in from today, Sam? Tuning in from Penryn in Cornwall, so a little town on the coast of the uk so about as west as you can get uh so kind of close-ish <laughs> and um yeah it's nice didn't need to be in london anymore so right getting I, uh, on the sea nice yeah well i'm here in edmonton doing my thing um <laughs> i uh Sam reached out to me uh, via the matchmaker platform, which I call the Tinder for podcasting. Uh, I don't know what you call it, but that's kind of what, what it is in my mind. Yeah, that's what they say. Well, that's what they wanted <laughs> it to be called. Funny. And uh, yeah, so here we are. Uh, just got to ask you, uh, you know, Sam, where are you on your hero's journey, uh, your doomer to boomer path? Like briefly tell us uh, your story. Well, I'm, <laughs> I guess it's hard to sort of, sort of say, oh, good, I'm a, a success. I'm, I'm completely blooming. Cause I'm always like looking ahead, I guess, just something that um, can be like a bad trait almost to sort of actually sit back and reflect on things. Cause I definitely uh, have had some successes and I'm doing okay. Uh, so I'm, 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 I would refer to myself as midway between the dooming and, and blooming. Like I've had some bad moments. I've learned a lot from like failures and things. I want to achieve a lot more than I have achieved with my life. But uh, if I did die tomorrow, I'd be pretty chuffed in many ways of like, oh, actually, it wasn't so bad. Well, it's, it says here you launched your first business at 21 years old. So, uh... yeah. I mean, that was okay. not a lot of people could not a lot of people could put that on their resume. No. Uh, <laughs> what 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 business at twenty one uh, were you selling, and then and then sold it? Yeah, so I I was at university studying biology and generally think about the environment a lot and trying to save the world and stuff and want to do some like really big things and I wrote a lot of, like business plans around like 
sort of what Tesla then went and did. This is before Tesla. And um, realized I couldn't really do any of them because uh, I was like a first year person at uni and um, thought about like what I could do locally. And I was like, well, I really like biking and there's lots of stuff that does get like transported around. Why can't I like transport it and take stuff? And that's sort of like a healthy job. Gives me an excuse to get paid to go to the gym kind of thing. And um, so I started a delivery services company using like bicycles as the main format. And so uh, stuff like, you know, Deliveroo now is so obvious and you see it all the time. It kind of just makes complete sense. But at the time, like didn't really exist at all. And um, yeah, I started a logistics company basically and grew it over a few years. We were doing some of the delivery style stuff as well. That took off really well and um, almost failed my degree because uh, I didn't really know how to run a, a company at all and didn't know how to build any tech services into it and things and was just doing it all by phone and trying to get like people to like arrive at the right place at the right time and it was chaos um eventually managed to get someone else to come help me running the business as a business partner and gave him like half the shares which was very good as it solved my immediate problems of being about to fail my degree and failing business at the same time but then he didn't really want to scale the business or go into tech and other bigger things so we kind of never like went on the big opportunities that we had so i kind of got a bit bored of the business after the third years and it started to like get smaller but i somehow managed to like convince someone to like buy my 50 percent off me and exited the company which it was all like a big kind of <laughs> failing forwards and numerous mistakes that somehow <laughs> worked out okay uh but yeah it's fun Oh yeah, and uh, what are you, what are you working on right now? What's what's your latest project? Uh, the latest project is called Syncify FM, uh, and it's a yeah. podcast app where you can connect with other people who are listening to podcasts, and ideally, maybe they are your friends or you become friends, and you have some shared interests, and you can send each other great podcasts to listen to really helps with discovery you can see what people have have been doing and when you log in and you can just like um make comments on the episodes and discuss stuff like make sort of timestamps and things highlights and uh, it's just a really nice way to um i know connect with your friends around like your interests because i've never been listening to podcasts i'm just completely alone in my own little private world and i have lots of friends that listen to interesting things and do interesting stuff and it would be I always thought it would just be so nice to be able to know what they were doing. And you know, I try using WhatsApp to send people things, but it's just, it's not really the same. And you're, you're just in a different place. And it's great just being able to open the app and just have a queue of great stuff that I want to listen to that I have things to talk about on and, and see what other people are talking about. And then the hosts are also claiming some of their profiles. So it's great being able to ask them questions and get advice back especially on things where you're trying to learn more things so like i listen to some writing podcasts and i'll ask people stuff and then they, they write me an essay back about how i can do that thing better and you're like whoa it's really cool um so it's been really nice and i'm i'm really <laughs> loving using the app like it's, i've been working on this for a year and it was just like an idea for so long and it's just um like in the last week we've just had users that i don't personally know having a great time in the app it's been amazing and it's just like watching well, it's like a not as amazing version of watching your kid like walk for the first time and doing it by themselves. And you're like, oh, wow, it will actually turn into an adult that does stuff. And I'm like, I've just hit, had that moment with my business where I'm like, 
oh my god i think it might actually work holy crap <laughs> people are actually enjoying my my thing and um that's been really really nice so hopefully some uh, listeners maybe join us there and and want to chat to me or you uh, with, with questions and that would be great i'll be very happy well, I tried to claim three podcasts this morning, so uh, I'm probably going to start using it as well. Uh, it's on Android and uh, Apple. For yep. Yeah, it's on both of them. It. Definitely. So well, it's on either. There is the web player as well, which is a bit easier for the host as well, just to manage like their profile and get back to people and things without necessarily being on their mobile device. But um, yeah, it works like a podcast player in all respects otherwise all right uh is is it a is it a freemium service like how like how exactly like does it does it uh, completely work? free at the moment we are planning to kind of have the patreon sort of style things for hosts in the future if you ever do want to have any paid content like extra stuff it's just um much easier to to make that work i think in a social platform because Patreon is just, it's in a separate app. So I'll be listening to a podcast when I'm out for a run and I'll get the first half hour. It's great. And then it will sort of stop and they'll say, okay, go to my Patreon to like support me and get the rest. And I'm like, I'd love to, but I'm in the middle of a run right now. And I, I just, I just forget to, to ever bother. Whereas if it hits me with that and I can click one button and then get it because I'm already listening on the, on the same app, it just makes it much easier. Uh, so that's like the first immediate thing. Then also like the matchmaker FM kind of stuff. So, uh you'll we haven't built this feature yet but you're you know you're claiming your podcast but you'll also be able to tag me as the guest in this episode and you'll be able to show that you're actually accepting like a submissions for guests and you'll be able to see if the guest's been on other podcasts and see their profile because you've seen like what shows they've been on and like you'll um be able to listen to a few of them to see if they actually sound fun and engaging because it is a bit annoying when you say yes to a guest and like, I, I had this yesterday actually with someone where he looked really cool, had an interesting background, and he was the most boring person ever. And I, I tried so hard to make him sound fun and stuff, and I couldn't. And um, it, it would have been nice to have seen his, uh, his previous interviews, maybe, and just find out that he was kind of boring. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, being able to help them like do the matchmaking thing is actually something I think would be quite cool inside there. Um, so we've got a few different ideas around potential monetization, but it's always going to be... Uh, free for the user to do what they normally do and yeah i guess that's enough <laughs> well here's something like i because i'm on your on, on your linkedin page and uh it says you struggled with dyslexia uh, uh yes can you tell me that can you tell me that a little bit about that because i'm also dyslexic too oh, cool. uh, so i've i would i would like to kind of hear your take on like how how dyslexia is a superpower or 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 yeah it's um my thoughts something i really struggled with as a kid was like just even talking like i have like um lots of different thoughts going on all at once and like my brain would be thinking too fast on stuff to even work out like what to say at a speed that people speak and so i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't like communicate at that level and um certainly my writing has always been so slow and so just getting through my email and that kind of stuff is like it's a major challenge and it frustrates the hell out of my business partner when I could get to the end of the day and I'm like 
haven't done half the things that I should have done kind of stuff. And I think the last 10 years, I, I've kind of battled that mostly by just overworking and putting in extra time, which um, like I haven't had like a permanent partner or like other things, which means that I have been able to do that. But I, I mean, I'm not really planning to keep that up going forwards and just working out where my strengths are and trying to not be the person that's so responsible for like getting back to people on email and that kind of stuff because I just know it's a weakness whereas I'm really good at having ideas and like diverse thinking and um, I'll think of things from different perspectives and just very creative uh, which is is really really nice and like better with numbers and it's quite interesting like my business partner I think he also has some learning difficulties in the opposite so we We've got like a, we had a puzzle that we had a coronavirus and he literally, it was painful for me to watch him trying to do this puzzle of how bad he was. Whereas I'm really good at like seeing shapes and things and putting those together and like maths and that kind of stuff. And yet like words and that stuff, which is sort of really slow for me. And um, it's just interesting the way that it's nice to see that you do have strengths and like weaknesses and for him, like, it was sort of it's painful to watch me like dealing with some of the stuff that I shouldn't be doing. So probably shouldn't be the one writing the business plan first. First off, I should like talk things through maybe with someone and I like, get them to like write out the first draft and then I can like go through and like make a better version of it. Um, but I definitely suffer on the organization side uh, from it, I think. You should see, you should see what's in front of me right now. I'm going to send you yeah. a picture later of my, uh, of my <laughs> my vision wall yeah <laughs> kind of look forward to this. i'm a visual i'm a vi i'm a visual learner i think in pictures yeah I, i'm i'm like yeah i'm like you i i i i can think faster than i can talk Definitely. so it's, it's it's often very frustrating having conversations with people because i can I, I, I would like, I would like the conversation to go about two and a half times faster than, than what people are, are able to contribute, which mm. is, which, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely relate to that. That's, that's interesting. And I kind of, I don't understand how some people don't go out, go on tangents as much. I've, I've kind of, I feel like I explore so many tangents in the space that people kind of just manage to do like one thing. I've kind of like my brain's on five things <laughs> and, uh, and that's kind of quite great. And I think it's really, really lends itself to being entrepreneurial because like, I think that's where creativity happens is like exploring all the different options and that kind of stuff rather than just being a bit like, Oh, this is how it works. So this is how it should work kind of thing. And certainly when I was at school, like I was, I did have like science scholarships. I was pretty, bright as a kid so it didn't get to get diagnosed initially but i just came up with a different system to cope with it kind of thing and as only as i got like a lot older you know like just was a bit weird like why i was so bad at english like i never finished a single exam that i was taking i managed to get like a's because of like, everything i did was good but i would never actually finish anything and it was kind of it took a while for him to realize that and like diagnose it um but yeah the, the diverse sort of stuff of things was nice but it's definitely limits also sometimes on decision making because i will often like hold off on making decisions a bit more because i'm like i want to explore more ideas and things which isn't isn't a great thing when you're trying to be the ceo and your job is to just make decisions as quickly as possible basically <laughs> i don't know if you've had issues in that area 
would you classify yourself as a polymath? Would that would that be an accurate description of yourself? I don't know. It seems a bit like at myself, but I, I mean, I did do an IQ test the other day, and I like scored pretty super high, and I'm quite good at music. And now that I've learned to get better at writing, I think I'm pretty good at that. So. I guess maybe, but I mean, I, I'm not good at languages and I haven't done maths and stuff in ages. I used to find physics, I don't know why, like intuitively easy. Um, but like I haven't, I wouldn't say I've got like severe load of really good skills, which is what I'd call like a polymath. So I kind of, kind of could be if I really like focused on it, but like hadn't focused enough. So no. <laughs> well, well, how about I'm, you? I'm just like, uh, I, well, I would consider myself a polymath. Uh, yeah. or a multi-potentialite, whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah, okay. It. I definitely call myself a multi-potentialite, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, it just means you have a lot of diverse interests and your attention span, like once you learn a certain amount of in one area, you tend to want to move on to something else because you get oh. bored easily. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. And I really like jumping into the deep end of things. Um because I'm, I know how fast I can learn and just sort of taking off like a small bite is like, it's so boring. Like I know I'll be able to do it. Like I, I really challenge myself on like on, a, on big levels um, because that's the only thing that's kind of exciting really. Like I like not knowing if I can succeed at the thing, but I also know that if I do something at that level, I will succeed pretty quickly. And as soon as I know that I can do something, I'm not that bothered about proving it to the world, which can be kind of bad because often it's good to finish the thing off and like show the world that you can do the whole thing. But it's like, I'm already like satisfied and kind of bored because I know I'll be able to do the thing. Um, or even like stupid examples, like I'd never run a marathon, but I signed up to an ultra marathon because I'm like, I'm pretty fit. I'll be able to run a marathon and didn't even bother trying to that goal. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm, I'm just looking at some, like I have your LinkedIn page in front of me here and I'm looking at the amount of projects that you've worked on in the last 10 years and it, it would blow most people away who have had a 25-year career, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like you've compacted 10, like 25 or 30 years into 10, you know. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, this, this po posterary.com, like that's, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of a cool, cool service. Oh yeah. That was, you know what I, mean? I like that. I, I'm really sad that we didn't make that really work. Um, there are times when I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> Cause I really kind of could use it sometimes. Uh, it was good. Well, there, there is a one that I use. It's called, it's called postable. It, it, yeah. it, it does work. I've used it postable.com. Yeah. It's, it's very similar to what yeah what we did we did here. make postery work we just didn't like get a lot of users kind of thing as such mm. um but yeah i was pretty impressed that we actually made it like you know i could fill in the template on the on the website and it could go to like 100 different people and customize each different postcard that we sent and um it was nice and like i, I set up stuff for my podcast so every time i interviewed someone i'd um I'd automatically pull like one of the best quotes from their interview. And like one month later, I'd send it to them with like, it would be like a postcard saying their best quote on the front and on the back, I'd send them like a nice message being, oh, it was so good. Thanks for the interview. Let's keep in touch, that kind of stuff. And it's just like a nice thing to automate and 
um, it was good. Uh, but yeah, we um, didn't quite get put at market fit in between somewhere of like uh, Moonpig and, and Mailchimp and um, we learned lots. And also discovered that I wasn't that bothered about marketing. And and that's kind of what we we're trying to do was marketing for small businesses and decided that I had better things to do with my life. Well, you know, as such is the life of the, the polymath. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, I mean, being like uh, being auto like autodidactic, like you you kind of you kind of just build like I, you build your own curriculum. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, like eat. Like even even myself right now, like I'm trying to build the Doomer Bloomer curriculum, mm. and and, I, and I'm struggling because it's gonna be it's gonna be so diverse, right? It's gonna have it's gonna have so many different avenues to explore, and I yeah. kind of want to make it like a choose your own venture, right? So Ooh. like I don't I don't I don't want to I don't want to make a like a, a curriculum that's just like hey this worked for me you should do this. I want to make a curriculum that's just like, well, these are some options within there and you can kind of like choose your own adventure to, to build the doomer bloomer curriculum that makes the most sense to you personally. Um, so that's, that's what I'm kind of working towards, uh, towards the fall. That's one of my projects I'm working on. No, nice. So. Yeah. Good luck. And yeah, I mean, remember me saying straight at the start that you're working on the three different businesses at the moment and it's a lot to take on. I certainly know the feeling of having multiple projects all always running at once and trying to balance them is is fun. How, how many email addresses do you have? This is my my biggest problem. Is like I just hate email. It's just, it's, it's, it's the different projects that I have. Uh, right now, I have five, but yeah. that that I mean, I know people who have twenty plus. Yeah, um, so. Do you yeah. use a lot of uh, my, virtual assistants or anything? I have, yeah, I've got a couple. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, it's well, it's it's right out of. I mean, it's right out of the four-hour work week, right? Which yeah, you uh, you recommended here as one of your best resources that helped you along the way. Uh, <laughs> mm. I, I I would recommend any every. I mean, it's, I think it's, I mean, here, here's the thing. I, I believe that everybody now should be some sort of uh, entrepreneur in one sense or another, right? Even if you have a regular job, you know what I mean? You should be working yeah. on something outside of your nine to five. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how, how do you, how do you feel about that? I, I kind of, I've never been like black and white on things. I always think like it's a, it's not just gray. It's like, it's like a picture between the two sort of polar opposites. So, so the one argument is everyone should have a side hustle. The other argument is everyone not. And I think it depends on the person and like what they want to do with their lives and things. And you can overstretch yourself and overwork kind of thinking that everything you do is wrong. And I read a really nice article around, um, doing things just for the joy of them like i think this person had been doing some like she likes making fashion dresses and things occasionally and stuff and her friends were like oh start an etsy do this and she's just like it just takes away the love of like just doing it a little bit and enjoying it 
and um you shouldn't always have to hustle everything and optimize your time to make sure that you're like selling something or doing it like in a way that sort of is always adding value to the world if it's adding value to yourself just for having fun um on the one side and on the other side is if you can do anything to help yourself get to a point where you are um financially independent i think you should be taking those options because people talk about like finding a way to get paid to do what they love um but when you can be financially independent you can just do what you love and not have to worry about money and one of my greatest luxuries has been the last five years i've only done things that i wanted to do and i haven't needed to have money in the equation of whether i want to do it or not and um so no one's ever been able to like pay me to make me do something that I didn't want to do. And like, sure, if I've got two different options and one makes lots of money and one's the same and I would enjoy them the same amount, then I'll take the one that's money. But like, I, I have those freedoms to make those choices, which is amazing. And so if you can do anything on the side hustle to push you in that direction, like I obviously feel you should be and you should understand what you're doing with your finances and being investing wisely as you're going along and, if you do enjoy something like that you can geek out on and have fun in it, you could start like a podcast around it and maybe build an audience, like bloody do it um, kind of thing. So yes, like I said, uh, a bit of both. <laughs> well, I mean, I, well, and, and here's the other, here's the other thing, like no matter what it is, just start doing it. Like, even mm. if you don't, even 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 you don't know if if you don't know 100% what it is going to look like what form or shape or what direction it's going to take um just start doing it just start putting out content and and just i don't know just get yourself out there in the world i don't know yeah <laughs> I don't yeah know how you feel about 100%. that i definitely believe in like just trying to make content as in maybe not quite at the gary v level but um just doing stuff inside it's sort of like it's a bit of a waste of time because there's just I think, I think learning to create value is really important and you can build an audience and get better at creating value when you as soon as you do it and waiting for the perfect moment to do it or waiting to be perfect at it is um just a lie and you never probably will be perfect and there never will be a perfect time and you'll just get better as you're doing it so like the perfect time is literally now yeah time time is time is now <laughs> yeah exactly that's something i have learned of, <laughs> of things it's definitely just doing stuff in the moment and if you're not then i question whether you ever will some guy was writing lately and and writing is a great one as well as like as a side hobby just to clarify your own thoughts and learning to become a writer i think is pretty super important even even more so for someone like me that's sort of has thoughts going in a million different directions and finds writing difficult. But um, I was writing around like the clar the difference between what you want to do and what you want to have done, because we write lots of things on our to do list, like our goals and stuff of what we want to have done. And we never quite make the connection between what we want to do. And so there's, there's consistently things like goals and stuff that you'll put each year that you want to have done then you never quite do them for some reason and they never get on your actual like daily to-do list and working out how to align the things that you actually want to be doing with the things that what you actually want to have done 
and making sure that you're like shooting for those things. And if, it, if you're always failing at like a goal, you shouldn't be doing it or you should just change what it is. So if your goal is write a book and you want to have done that, but you're never doing it, maybe it, you're, you should change to like maybe just writing a blog once a week or something easier and see if you can find ways to make it easier for yourself first or maybe just never write a book or it's just like, well, it was an interesting nuance yeah. I thought around it and what you make yourself do or not is it was really fascinating so um i enjoyed pondering that uh do you have a blog that you write uh yes i do i yeah, um I, it was currently personal or just yeah it was a personal one and i was putting stuff onto medium and i wasn't keeping it updated so much and then i've just tried changing the website that i was using so i haven't got any of the old blogs on there i've gotten a few of the new ones and now i'm just like i think i'm just overcomplicating it i should probably just use medium and stop faffing with my life because if i don't need to waste any of the time or thinking space on like how i'm releasing it i just all i want to do is the writing part and so i'll just do that with my thinking um but what about you do you write a blog or like a sub stack or anything I used to. I uh, used to be called yesman1989.com, uh, and yeah. I turned it into my own my own personal book. Oh, cool. uh, but that website that website's kind of defunct. Yeah. Uh, but I think I may be re-releasing some of this, this the, the content that I had written back in the day. Like this is like five or seven years ago. Yeah. I'm gonna probably start re-releasing some of it back on Medium. Maybe re-edit it some of my posts and. Yeah. Uh, yeah see if it see if it still jives because mm-hmm. you know it was seven years ago right so i was in a definite different mental headspace then um you know yeah. and obviously obviously a lot younger uh, yeah <laughs> and um so i think with the re-edit you can get things a lot better i used to write things that are really long and what i'm trying to do now is try and write much shorter things because i I don't know, there's so many connections between everything. I'd just constantly be going on tangents and stuff. And every time I tried to sit down and write to write, I'd end up trying writing like a mini chapter of like a whole book or something. And um, it's a bit of a nightmare. Whereas now I'm like, okay, actually, let's sort of really try and get as much focus on just delivering value in like 500 words on one specific topic. And then like it, the next topic can be a different blog kind of thing. And um, that's helped quite a bit. But uh, yeah, Medium, I think, is great because you can actually earn money on it and it can be like one of your side hustles if you keep going i i write a few things on medium like a few years ago and i still get like five dollars a month coming in um from those articles but if i actually had any kind of regularity or any following on medium that could be like so much more oh here's a question for you um and you didn't answer it in on the questionnaire so i'm kind of curious (laughs) (laughs) uh what was your what is or was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it Mm. um or do you or do you even consider failure yeah define the define define failure because you know i i I like i mean most entrepreneurs are like fail fast fail quick and yeah going you know what i mean i mean failure is like okay failing to be vulnerable in a relationship or something when you should have or not being honest to yourself or i mean i i have nearly died there was that's a pretty epic failure and that taught me loads um how but, did you how did you nearly die let's 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 so, on that one 
it's been a few occasions but uh most recently i was kite surfing and turns out i'm not very good at kite surfing uh <laughs> the second time i'd ever managed to stand up for more than a few seconds and like, it was a really super windy day like super powerful i was i was not i didn't feel comfortable at any point during that day anyway um and i'd been given like a different board that i wasn't used to and anyway my, my front foot slipped out the board and somehow i don't know what happened my the other foot like dug in and then the board snapped up super fast as my knee was going down and it, it just it hit my knee at like the perfect angle and it just like shattered my thigh bone and um i don't know I, I kind of landed in the water and you like i'd heard like this massive thunk and you know like when you stub your toe or something you got a few seconds and you're like i think i've done something bad to like sit down before it hits you and like i just had this like, i think i've done something bad looked at my leg and it was just like flopping around in the water i was like oh no and then like a second later just hit me this pain and it was like Poof. and it was like oh oh, oh no oh dear <laughs> i think i'm going to die and like i was trying to swim couldn't swim couldn't do anything i was just i was just kind of baffled at the, what the hell was going on with my leg because it was just this weird like liquid thing compared to what i was used to and like my toes and like beyond the knee still work and there's this whole gap in the middle it was like a jellyfish and um crazy pain and uh, yeah i was just sort of in the water for for a while just out there really far out just kind of accepting that like i couldn't do anything and was going to die uh but luckily my um the person that had been instructing me kind of had seen it happen even though it's quite far out and she managed to run up to the mother person on the beach steal their kite off them come and came and got me like dragged me through all the waves which was horrendous with like my leg like going up and down and i had to yeah get taken to hospital it was like a bloody long beach so i had to wait for ages lying on the beach um for the people to come and then get walked up a bit and then i got moved through like several different different ambulances and every time they had to pick me up like my leg which is kind of like ah uh, and um yeah anyway i managed to get to hospital without uh dying which is great and um and had surgery and things but the whole time i was a bit like worried because i was in a wetsuit and i couldn't really see what was going on and it was like the way the bones broke is sort of it was basically like having knives in your leg and like no struck and so like the leg muscles kind of pull themselves together a bit and you can see like the marks in the x-ray where like the bones had like gone all the way up my muscles and stuff and um so i was pretty lucky it didn't hit any of my major arteries and, and things um but uh, yeah, as, as a moment, you definitely, I was just lying in the water there being like, well, I guess that was my life. And um, it was just quite like, uh, at, the moment, at, at the point in time, I was quite like, well, chilled out about it and just sort of happy to be going. Um, but then, and I was lying in hospital later, I'd been like wondering if I was going to ever walk again, all those kind of things. It was very much of like a, wow, your body is just so fragile and you don't really have any control over what it's doing. And just like just looking at my hands and fingers being like holy shit these are just like bits of like flesh and bone that actually happened to work and could easily not work and could just get cut off or stuck at any point in time and just had so much more appreciation for my whole entity and that i could be run over at the bus at any moment and i would actually die and that would be it and that i don't have any control of how much time i may or may not have left and all i do have is the present moment as we were saying earlier and you may as well do what you can to be happy and um, not fret so much. So it was a very powerful experience to go through. And it's something that 
it would be great if you could give to people without the actual nearly dying part as <laughs> a lesson. It's just like a, a new viewpoint to sort of see life from. Um, but obviously you kind of actually need to nearly die to feel like you've nearly died, which is a, a bit of a dangerous one to, to replicate. Near death experience, uh, yeah. roller coaster ride. Yeah, if there was a pill for what a near death experience gives you, um, everyone should take it. Well, I would. Well, I would definitely. I think it would definitely, like as you say, give you an appreciation for what you what you have. I mean, we are, you know, realistically just bags of meat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I had no idea how heavy a leg is, for example, because it's like your muscles just kind of work you don't realize until yeah. like the bone part just stops existing in the leg. And you're like, well, this is just like a fucking big bag of water. And you're trying to move your hip and you're like, holy shit. That's like a really heavy thing that's attached to my hip that you've never realized. And um, yeah, it was weird. Really weird. <laughs> uh And, you know, all, 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 uh, all aside, uh, you know, if, if you were trying to, you know, if someone else is trying to pursue a career similar to yours, uh, what, what advice would you give them? Or would you even give them advice? <laughs> yeah, yes, it's true. And it's funny to know what advice you'd give yourself and if it would actually be helpful. Um, beyond like the motivation of kind of, just start and do it life's kind of short um if you are able to um i think i did learn a lot from the times when actually i worked for other people in startups uh something i did struggle with was like never worked in anything corporate or when i was like a really young kid as a lot i worked as a lifeguard but i had some people managing me that i just didn't respect and i don't think i could ever work for people that i don't get inspired by but i did have a guy well a boss for a while who was a really good startup leader and I, I learned so much from him and being in their company as well so i would say getting some experience in startup if you are scared of starting your own thing is is a really good way to to go otherwise yeah just starting as many projects as you can and like dating ideas is nice so you don't have to like fully fully commit and you can kind of find out things that you like and just run stuff as side hustles i like like we were talking about um uh so yeah one thing I ran was like I started like a meetup group called Thrill Seekers Adventure Club and um, just for anyone that wanted to go do like outdoorsy things and then I put on like events where like I'd book like a ski chalet or something like a villa to go kite surfing and, and stuff and um, it's a really cool project I managed to get like 40,000 people in the group and I managed to book these cool holidays where we'd go and we'd have lots of fun and I, it was I got paid to go and do fun stuff that I enjoyed but then actually after running a few events, like partly because of the name, people just wanted to get smashed the whole time. And I kind of grown out of wanting to get like completely drunk always. And then de being the person organizing it when like someone's vomiting in someone else's bag and this kind of stuff was just like actually less of a holiday than I wanted. And I kind of felt like there's going to be quite a grind for the next year or two of like dealing with that stuff that I didn't want to be dealing with before it became like, something I could sort of uh, delegate all of the problem parts of the business. So I just didn't want to put myself through that, but I, I kind of learned. And so that was nice as an experience, but like I was able to start a business on the side 
decide that it was a failure and stop it without ever actually like losing any money or like um sort of taking my time off a job for three months or anything so you can you can do different things and just um i think uh, i was listening to a really great podcast about like uh what attributes billionaires have and um there is no correlation between uh, like what grade they got or what university they went to. But the only important factor was how many businesses they'd started before they started their company. It became a billion dollar thing. Um, Cause obviously you hear about like Mark Zuckerberg, people that drop out of uni and like super successful the first time, but actually even those people, they've often started like five different projects before they're 20 of like different stuff. Or if it is someone that sort of starts when they're later, they've started a few different things along the way. And um, so obviously you want to exp- to be doing something that you think could work but actually kind of expecting that you're going to have failures along the way but just doing as many different things i think is really valuable and you just learn so much each time and you're much more likely to become a billionaire statistically <laughs> but also just like slightly successful or, or at a level that's enjoyable for you if you do start lots of different things well uh, i start as many things as possible because just like you said, like if one fail, if one, if I have one failure, then I'm not, I'm not relying on, on one thing all the time. Right. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm putting energy and time into things that I think are useful to people. You know, like my main, like my main hustle is renewable energy. That's kind of what, what my background is in. Um, and then I do the Doomer Bloomer podcast. And then right now I'm, I'm working on something else for the, the Tao Te Ching which oh, cool. I know really hasn't really, yeah. It, I, I want to build a community of people who are into and want to talk about, or could use, could use the Tao Te Ching to achieve uh, success, right? Because it's, uh, the Tao Te Ching has really helped me reorient my, my mental processes and my methodology for choosing even what sort of projects I want to work on. Um, mm. and, and often the Tao Te Ching is not about taking action. It's actually about taking a step back and, and just, as I like to say, being the rock in the stream, the stream yeah. of creation, the stream of life and being like, you know, I'm going to catch that here with a little bit of a net. I'm going to catch that here with another net and like, you know, just kind of being able to, to almost being able to to be outside of your own of your own body and your own mind and your own spirit like if you can get to the point of your life when you're just you're actually kind of surfing like i call it the doomer bloomer wave or whatever you want to call it but you you upcycle and then you downcycle and then you upcycle like a sine wave yeah and if you can learn to 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 recognize when you're on an up cycle and recognize when you're on a down cycle and you can tap into both the the up cycle energy and the down cycle energy and if you can if if you can eventually get to the point where you're where you're recognizing that not just not just being overwhelmed by it Mm. uh i i think that could be a very useful skill if you could teach it yeah Um, so that's that's kind of where i'm at you know with the Tao Te Ching, um, I've probably read it over 50 times at this point since 2017. Wow. But every time, every time you read it, 
you get new fresh insights out of out of it right and it's an it's a very old text it's 2500 years old um mm. and so many different interpretations of that text like you know uh my favorite is by wayne dyer but um everyone has their own their own their own uh preference when it comes to that to that text <laughs> oh thanks yeah i'm uh i haven't read it for some strange reason but i am um, i'm looking forward to it now because i really already like those principles and i one of my other projects is uh i run a book club uh podcast where we just read like non-fiction books around like self-improvement each week and we kind of go through seasons so currently we're on like a investing in money season for the reasons i did too earlier around like i think the importance of financial freedom and stuff um uh season before was like with the body and health and stuff and it's been really nice but um we'd like to go back into some philosophy and those kind of things again at some point so that'll be on the list yeah it's called change your thoughts change your life uh by wayne dyer the wisdom of the Tao Te Ching. thanks uh yeah um another question for you here is um who are the most or who are the three people who have been the most influential to you in your life uh in general interesting um do you want me to just pick like personal people like directly or like people that i've looked up to that just influence me in general or either or whatever you know okay. I, you said you put you put your parents here bob azim and jack interesting so oh, okay that, that, that's <laughs> i was thinking that, of a completely who's... different set of people um but um yeah i mean well obviously like your parents to be accurate would have definitely had like the biggest effect in terms of how i grew up what schools i went to anyway and then um they definitely sort of taught me the value of money pretty young so i've always been pretty self-sufficient on that kind of stuff and um really inspired me to like work harder i guess because i went to you know, schools where sort of people were being um like they'd get offered money based on like how well they did in their exams and stuff so if they got like an a they get like 80 quid or something and b 50 quid and that i remember like asking my parents about that and like and my dad literally stopped the car turned around and was like sam this is your life and if you want to uh do well like you need to have good grades and so this is totally up to you what the hell has this got to do with me <laughs> whether i not you pay you and that, and that hit me pretty well and they also like we never had a tv i was growing up so they always kind of coaching me to do like more creative stuff myself um i mean I, they got me like piano lessons as a kid which i sort of started and then got bored of and i wish they kind of pushed me a bit more on the music side but anyway like they definitely pushed me in that creative mindset they were they were always entrepreneurial and things so they, they had a really big effect i think um then Bob Sim was a nice guy who I met at a kickboxing camp. Um, he was like just leaving. I literally spent like half an hour with him, but he lived in like Malaysia and I was planning to visit there in like a few weeks time. And he's like, oh, buddy, come, come visit. That'd be nice. And like he, he's telling regularly host couch surfers and that kind of stuff. And it ends up staying with him for like a whole month and, and with a friend as well. But like um, we got in from the airport and he kind of showed up and, like gave us the keys to his house, had him um, gave us the keys to his car, 
didn't even know if I could drive or anything like that. It was just super generous and super lovely person. And um, it was just always like a really, I don't know, kind and like calm person to be around. And uh, at one point he, um, we'd like, it's just, he had a, this new house, right? It's like this beautiful new kitchen. It was completely white. And uh, we'd been cooking some like things on, on the gas hob and for some reason we hadn't turned it off by accident and we'd gone to a movie with bob and then we came back it was really late at night and stuff and this hob had like it overboiled and then i oh it's just the worst smell kind of like somewhere between like burnt hair and, and piss or something and it's just like this tarry black liquid just going down the cupboards and like on his kitchen surface and stuff and it was all just like baked into his new kitchen and it was like it was disgusting and we're like holy shit we've ruined your kitchen he's going to be not very happy with us we <laughs> maybe have to leave and they're going to shout at us or something and he literally was just like oh jesus well i have to go to bed guys because i've got a thing in the morning um, but i'll see you in the evening tomorrow just went to went went upstairs went to bed straight away like zero stress for him zero stress for us and it was like, what the fuck? Is Bob okay? I think he has mental problems. And then we like stressed out, like trying to clean the shit out of his kitchen. We had to throw away like the saucepan and buy him a new one. We bought him like another present, like a blender because he was doing some like protein shake stuff. And like, we, we kind of managed to fix it and it was difficult, but like, actually it was okay. And like, and what like kind of really struck me was just that any normal person would have felt like they had to put themselves through an ordeal. Like, as in, I'd been saying with my sister who had a new kitchen and she was stressing out about me being in her kitchen, just doing normal things, let alone having actually done anything wrong. And like, just like the amount of stress that any normal human would have put themselves through in that moment, that he just completely like took a wide right turn and just was like, well, I'm not dealing with that. And, and just had like a better life because of it and like became better friends with us. He actually had like, a good night's sleep he turned up the next day did a good job of his work and his meetings and then he got some presents when he came home in the evening he just had a nice time and but he was in a shit situation he should he should have had a shit time and i was like what the fuck and it's just like the fact that someone was able to do that would just like really amazed me and really changed the way i think about my own thoughts and and feelings and whether i get annoyed by some things when you just don't actually need to and that you can have a much better life if you chose to and it just really got me to think that I can really like almost gamify and, and find like a logical reason to not have bad feelings um, when things are going wrong and definitely changed my life a lot around that. And then inspired me to like go do like the Vipassana meditation for 10 days as a retreat and stuff because he'd done that and like it really helped me on, on those things. So that that was um, a good moment uh, from him. Um then <laughs> the other one uh jack so I, I live with him now and he's my business partner and um yeah we've been friends since we were about like 30 minutes other since we were 10 and we weren't good friends initially but um yeah i used to spend like my summers with him when he lived down in cornwall having fun and being silly and it's just like just interesting how much he's changed along the way because i kind of he was like sort of unpopular kid then he became super popular i didn't see him for a while but he ended up like having anxiety and different stuff and just overcame a lot of different things but he um like i was saying he's he's kind of like all of the qualities that i'm not when it comes to just the way he thinks and he just adds so much more momentum 
to the things that I do because I, I just know that I am so slow at stuff and I, I somehow managed to get things done. But like, <laughs> it's just so useful having around in, in the business and it certainly changed uh, the way we are and how quick we can do things. Um, so that's just really useful because I'm not sure if the business would really be here in the way that it is if it wasn't for him, I guess. And um, he's also, I guess I've been like a bit of an introvert and I have relationships with friends like very much one-on-one. I don't have any like groups as such uh, until more recently, whereas he's really made a point about like culturing tribes in his life and like having groups of friends that sort of help him with things. And um, that's just really impacted me to really like culture my friendships socially and, and do a better job of that and enjoying myself more and He's also quite good at just like being silly and shooting the shit and doing kind of mundane things, which I wasn't so good at. And I've come to appreciate a lot more that side of me and my skills that I do have at doing that and that I just didn't even think of as a skill. And so I do just think I enjoy my time more because of the effect that he's had on me. Hmm. Well, it's funny you should mention Bob. Like he sounds like he has like what I call Zen, zen mind. Like yeah. it's just... Like, yeah, he's you know, Zen, pretty good at that. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, which I am kind of trying to work towards. Um, not always the best at it. And it yeah. sounds like sounds like Jack just like literally, like you said, he's the not he's kind of the opposite of you, but also like uh, every everything kind of works symmetrically, kind of like that, in, in my mm. opinion. Like, I, and I, I have friends like Jack as well. I, I guess I would call J- John could be like my jack in a sense <laughs> um perfect so yeah because um, we because we are we are so different and but also like we come together on so many other things which yeah kinda, yeah it, it helps helps me to helps me to to get to another to another level in my life and my business or whatever i'm pushing towards um i uh Another question for you. Uh, <laughs> if uh, if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I did not already ask you? Hmm. Nice. But <laughs> when you first said like into your shoes and then ask yourself, I meant like if I was in your shoes, what would I be asking myself <laughs> then? Yeah, in, like, you could, how could I live you, a better if life? Could, but, if, yes, don't worry. I do get what you mean. As in, what should you be asking me right now? <laughs> Good. Um, sorry. Um, what haven't you asked me that you should ask me? Uh, you wrote a couple things here down if you want to. Oh, perfect. Maybe you should go with, go with those, yes. <laughs> what, what, can, what can I celebrate about my life that I haven't appreciated? Mm. And what upward comparisons do I make that aren't healthy and how can I reframe them? Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that like Jack helped me with was like the upward comparisons in terms of like, we're talking about the doom and bloom stuff right at the start of like how successful I feel I am. And like one point Jack would have been like, wow, you have such like a, an easy life. And, and I was like, what had you I, mean, I have so many difficulties and challenges what's going on and then i guess in comparison like i have done really well for myself i've got money like and things that like, i hadn't even noticed to be grateful of like 
my sister's a really cool nice human being that I benefit from having a relationship with she's cool she's great and some people don't have that and both of my parents are still together and that's like that's awesome if I want to yep. go if I have a problem I can just go and like my room still exists I can go and live with them and like they're very grateful to have me like that's amazing some people don't have parents or their parents are broken up or like money isn't like easy for them and these kind of things and that's like a very easy comparison that actually I can make that I just never have even made to think of about like how good my life is in that sense. And, um, you know, on social media, I see people who run more successful podcasts than me. They run businesses that are more successful than me. They've got better bodies than me or whatever. And that's just like, that's just comparison in the, that's upwards. It's not, it's not great. Whereas like there's so many things around in a downwards way that like life is so much better for me. Like my virtual assistants and stuff who are lovely people, but they're like struggling with different stuff and I'm like wow okay my life is way easier in that respect and like I've got so much more to be grateful for than I have to fret about worrying in success wise and yet like most of what I see is what I haven't achieved and like thinking about what those comparisons are that you're making each day is is really healthy to um, actually examine and sort of try and make yourself be more appreciative because it's very like one of those airy fairy things sort of thing like oh well someone would love to have your life and trying to actually work out how to understand that at a fundamental level is actually really worthwhile because of you just hear those things and you go oh that's great but you don't like you don't feel it but finding ways that you can actually feel it I think is huge um so that's something that I've kind of learned how to actually like embody as opposed to just sort of say it's like a nice saying because it's easy to not <laughs> do you have a gratitude journal Digital oh yes I do, I do. physical yeah, yeah, I um, was doing it digitally for ages in like a normal journal. And I went to physical uh, so that I would not be doing it in the evening, but now I've gone back to digital because I do it in the mornings because um, I kind of just want to switch off a bit earlier in the evening because I find that I'd get to it like as I'm trying to go to bed and it would just end up taking like twice as long as it needs to because I'd be half asleep anyway and not thinking about it properly. So, um, yes, that's that answer. And as a doomer, uh, how can you start to getting on the path to becoming a bloomer, life, business, relationships, uh, your best advice? <laughs> I like what you put down here. Success is falling down seven times and picking yourself up eight times. <laughs> uh, me. Um, yeah, which is, is true. It's definitely not letting yourself get beaten up by like the lows and that like success will come and, and yeah, it's down seven times getting up eight times i think is like a really great quote and like nicely embodies that um i think something i've really learned to appreciate is uh basically that like if you realize that you are going to be successful as like an, an inevitability you can kind of relax a lot more about the failures and like i said as in you know like being a billionaire whatever is you need to have probably started quite a few things and maybe they will be failures even though you believe that they're going to work at the time and you can kind of appreciate that you don't actually know what the journey is to success that you're on and what it's actually looking like and it may take some bad turns and it may have some good turns but whatever the turn that is that's happening is the one that's in the moment that you can sort of still enjoy for whatever it is and not let it like sort of damage you or like hurt you and and like you're saying, like riding the up waves and riding the down waves, you can kind of learn to ride all of them instead of just being kind of like 
tossed around by the sea and sort of sort of fretting being like oh wait the path to success was exactly this why aren't i on that one and trying to do things and if you actually sort of just accept like whatever's working is, is how it's working and and just sort of and ride that wave with it then it's a lot less stressful and more enjoyable in the process um so yes do things and, and kind of just be grateful for however they are going and, and carry on doing more things Well, I, I, I kind of agree with that wholeheartedly here. Um, like, uh, up until, up, up until this point, like I, I would say like, until I got really clear on, on what I wanted and how I was going to achieve it. Like I, I'm kind of at the point where I know that, like you said, success is an, an, an inevitability, um, it's just a matter of, of uh, getting up every day and, and doing the work required to achieve it, in a mm -hmm. sense. Um, and it, it's, it is, it's put me into much more like, like a Zen mind or a more relaxed frame of, of, of being. I, I've, you know, I, I've, I've mm. struggled with, I've struggled, I don't know, I've, I've struggled with some, with mental health issues last year and, and 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 that sort of thing and and now that i've come out the other side of it like i feel a lot stronger about what i'm doing and where i'm going and uh like and and, and the, the next the next segue is you know how can you be of service to your community in the world and 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 i i i i basically function and my credo is basically verse 17 of the Tao Te Ching, which which basically is talking about being a leader in the sense that you're not you're a leader but you're not a manager you know what i mean there's a difference between being a leader and being a manager mm. um and i and i don't i don't manage people i lead people so I, I was just kind of wondering what your your take on that on that would be what within your own business your personal life in general mm. well yeah, I certainly believe in like the concept of kind of being the CEO of your own life and like being the leader of it. And I love helping people work out how to work on their problems rather than being caught up in their problems and that kind of stuff. And same with in the business. Um, I can, I mean, yeah, you want to, sort of teach someone to fish rather than like giving them a fish, which I guess if you're managing and be giving like every single task, task by task, it's, um, it's just giving yourself much more of an extra job that isn't that helpful or empowering for them and kind of disempowering for you. Whereas if you can teach them to lead themselves and do the right stuff, that's exactly what you want to do. And something I've always tried to culture in people and I don't expect them necessarily to stay in the jobs forever and go and do their own things. And we have had, some people leave the business already to go and start their own projects, which is just awesome. Um, cause they've kind of learned cause I've been teaching them as we're going around, like how to start stuff. And that like, literally you are just making stuff up as you go along and they're like, Hey, I can make stuff up. Cool. And they just kind of gone and done things. So I'm like, oh, actually that was a bit fast, <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, helping people learn how to be leaders, I think is, is really important. Um, and I think it's part of your transition as a, as a CEO yourself is when you first start like your measurement of success is like how much you output in a day of like 
product building or whatever but like as you um as your company grows it that changes to how much success are you creating for your your the individuals in your organization like of them being able to do their work most effectively and you're not really someone that's doing tasks you're helping other people like get better at doing tasks and then like work out what tasks that they can do without you kind of stuff so yes good principle well i always say like hire for fit and train the skill is is kind of of been my 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 uh you know like if if they're aligned with the mission whatever you know whatever that may be you know um like like for me in renewable energy like the mission that i'm that i am on is to build a renewable energy company for everyone uh like because right because right now i don't know how it is in the uk but in canada like uh, for an average person to get into like renewable energy, it, it's very like it differs province by province throughout Canada. And like my main role is education. Like I consider Yukon Gold an education uh, company uh, in renewable energy. That's kind of what I. That's kind of what what I'm kind of working towards in that in that regard. Cool. Um, I'm just wondering if you kind of have like what your what would be your long term vision for for syncify what you know how you know what is what is the why behind it um interesting so a niche well there's the two sides to it always one was that like as a listener i just found it really stupid that i had no idea what my friends were doing and i just wanted to know what they were up to because of like i've got lots of interest like i love discussing books and just learning more from things and so I wanted to be able to be social around the content that I enjoy. I wanted it to get better content from what I was being suggested. And I just wanted to be able to learn more and like have reasons to discuss stuff because of when you, when all you do is just listen to like a piece of audio, it, it kind of just goes into your brain and just kind of slowly gets forgotten. And like, you know, I, I reached the end of the day and I can't even remember like the actual podcast I listened to, let alone like the actual content that was in them. Whereas if you have a reason to actually stop and have a conversation around what you just learned, whether that's like changing your life with fitness goals or your business or money, and you're like able to talk to a friend about it, suddenly you, you learn more because you're actually putting those words and thoughts into like speech and like outputting them again. And then you're actually seeing other people's lenses and viewpoints from stuff. And you're also more likely to do it if you've spoken about like, how you're going to change your investment strategies or like how you're going to get fit because if someone else knows that you're thinking about these things, so it's more likely to happen. So I just wanted to improve listeners lives and my own just by like making it social when you're in this place for learning, which podcasts are on the one side. And then I wanted to make it easier for hosts to actually grow their audience and and monetize and just like have a good experience because it's just, as a host myself, it's so annoying that I have no fucking clue who's listening to my podcasts. And like, I, I have what is apparently a successful podcast. Like I get 10,000 downloads a week per episode. I um, make some okay money on it and kind of things. And that's like the sort of the goal that you're trying to aim for initially. And yeah, actually I have no idea who's listening. I don't, I'm not connected to my audience at all. I don't, I don't really feel like I have a community or anything. And that was one of the things that I wanted to do was like, feel like I have like my thousand true fans that I can kind of start some business on, but I don't feel like that's happened because I have no idea who they are. I get like some people emailing me 
and so I've got to know a few of them but otherwise I don't really know and I think being able to connect with people directly in the app as they listen to the episode when they actually have those thoughts that they're thinking whilst they're listening it's just really powerful um to to make you feel closer to your audience to make them feel closer to you and then if you are creating good content it's so much easier for that to grow which is really hard as a podcaster when these people listen but like they're unable to share like the great content that you've given them and so unless you're like it's part of a podcast network it's actually very slow process to grow a podcast but um, we've had some people on the app that are making really good content and I've spoken about it. I've tagged a few people and like, they've just, he's got, he's doubled his listeners in a few weeks just because like I've been listening and tagging people and stuff and he's having a great time because he's a fucking cool guy. He makes amazing content and like other people want to listen to it and they can see that other, some people that are enjoying it. And so they're then going and enjoying it themselves, which just doesn't happen currently because you can't see what people enjoy you can only go with what the networks are able to produce and say is the best stuff. And so it's really empowering like the individual creators, which I'm quite sort of like passionate about. And hopefully we find some commercial models as well. But even if we don't, if we just help them build communities, that's still really good for them. So um, those are the kind of things that I want to achieve directly with the business. And then like from a personal standpoint, I guess I just want to achieve something that has like, that maybe you've got some friends that use as an app and like sort of is kind of known about and be like, Hey, I built that app. And um, I guess like some kind of ego side of me just wants to sort of be sort of successful and has some kind of impact on the world a little bit and, and to be able to make enough money out of it to then do the things that are like a bit more important that I think about around like climate change and that kind of some of the stuff that you're working on, which is pretty damn cool. So respect to you. Because uh, my first book <laughs> is all about climate change stuff, and um, do feel like I want to go back to things that like really solve more bigger world problems, and then there's loads of them. So there's different things I'd like to get into, and I'd love to do more investing in companies that are doing useful stuff as well. Uh, so yeah, I'd would like some personal achievement goals on that as well. Well, I mean, I I kudos to you like i'm gonna start using the service uh more more diligently uh like i said i was trying to hook up my my three podcasts this morning mm. uh, <laughs> sweet yeah my bonus my bonus question for you is uh what is your zombie plan ha. yeah i well currently we live near the uh, sea so that's an advantage and so maybe go and get on the boat but otherwise um I haven't got a vast store of food, but uh, it depends on where the zombies are coming from or how much time we've got. Like, can I go to like the woods somewhere in the middle of nowhere? Like, I, I think the ideal situation is just getting on a boat and um, being able to be self-sufficient. Uh, yeah, just just go live on the boat. and. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's only like, if it's like, if I've got like half an hour and just like secure the doors and sort of shut myself off or would I kill my flatmates just to stay alive? Yes, of course I would. <laughs> Stupid question. <laughs> Jokes. I love, I love Jack as we already know. Um, but yeah, I don't feel, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I would like to have a better backup. I feel like I've, I've been changing where I live to regular to ever like come up with like a formal zombie plan. I think if I had like a place in the countryside and stuff, I could maybe I'd, make sure I have some tin food, that kind of thing, and maybe some weapons. But I haven't got to that stage. What about you? What's your zombie? All right. You've had that. 
Uh, I, I'm moving to the Yukon. Uh, that's my, that's, that's, that's pretty much my goal by 2024. Cool. Ready for the zombie apocalypse or just because you want to do that? Both. (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, both. I, I have, uh, I have a very specific zombie plan. It's, it's in my folder called zombie plan. Uh, Yeah, of course. (laughs) Nice. Uh, so before we tune out here, uh, is there anything you'd like to add? And then we'll we'll plug all of your social handles. Um, no, I think that's good. Basically. Um, so yeah, so nice. I think uh, all right. we'd love to connect with people in Syncify and they're welcome to chat to me, ask any questions about what they asked, what we spoke about <laughs> even, and happy to give tips on entrepreneurial and stuff. It's one of my other things that I'd we didn't speak about, but I do love um, giving back and mentoring people and stuff uh, to believe in. Um, so yeah, I have to chat on Zincify or other domains if they don't have the app and don't want it, um, like LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, et cetera, which I think you said that we were about to do, but I'm jumping ahead of you. Uh, so yeah, so, so you have Syncify, samwharris.com and growthmindsetpodcast.com. Those are the three main places. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I run a podcast myself, uh, Growth Mindset, all, the, all about like mindsets, interviewing cool people around how to develop better mindsets and live a successful life on your own terms and things. Um, if you want to go listen. And also covering the odd stupid things I do, like going to North Korea or um, hitchhiking across Kazakhstan. It's kind of stuff. It's nice. Um, and yeah, Instagram is Sam Jam Harris. And so is my Twitter, but I don't use Twitter that much. But meaning to, apparently, it's good for CEO stuff if you follow the right people and I don't know, life. Yeah, I kind of have a life outside of Twitter, so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> on that note, uh, well, this has been the Doomer Bloomer podcast with Will S. Uh, the f- Profiling the Hero's Journey, uh, talking about the 10 Pillars Framework for Life, uh, Success in Life, Business, and Relationships. Uh, you can always follow us at the Doomer, bot- the Doomer Podcast on Twitter, and all of our other social handles are the Doomer Bloomers. Uh, thank you, Sam, and uh, everyone have a great and prosperous day wherever you are in the world. Cool. Yeah. Kick ass. Hi there. This is Will with the Doomer Bloomer podcast. If you enjoyed this episode uh, with Sam, Sam Harris, please. Uh, like, follow, or subscribe on the Doomer Bloomer www.thedoomerbloomerpodcast.com Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, and of course, Syncify, the latest and greatest platform for engaging with your friends and talking about your favorite podcasts uh, like us, the Doomer Bloomers. Um, if you're out there surfing the web, again, check us out at www.thedoomerbloomerpodcast.com. Uh, go to support. Uh, become a member. Uh, there's some really great uh, options and 
value that we provide. We have a Discord server. Um, our Patreon page has three main levels. Level one, uh, you know, you get some great swag, access to the merchandise store. Level two, Alexa level subscribers are uh, going to be put into the Doomer Bloomer coaching program I'm putting together. Get an Alexa smart speaker shipped to your home. Level three uh, is for people who are a little more ambitious. They want to start their own podcast, have their own platforms, build their own communities. Uh, I'm here to help. Reach out to me at my Twitter handles, uh, at underscore uh, Bill Summer on Twitter, uh, at the Daily Taoist on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, not to mention at the Doomer Podcast on Twitter. Uh, if you've listened to this episode, please retweet, share as um, hashtag uh, going the distance. All right, have yourself a great and prosperous night or day wherever you are. Namaste.